The Megillah is called Megillah's Esther. Esther, she's one of the seven women who were a Nevi'ah. She was a prophet. She got Nevo'ah from Hashem. There were a lot of Sadiqim, who were men who got Nevo'ah, but the Sadiqis who were a woman who got, there were seven. And Esther is one of them. She was a Yesoyimah. It says she, she was an orphan. It says clearly in the Megillah that her father and mother died. So Rebbe has a paper that it brings a bunch of different interesting things about Purim. I think they bring from different Midrashim. But it says here that she actually never even saw her parents, which that doesn't happen that often, and it's a very sad thing. But it could happen sometimes that a tati passes away before the baby's even born, when the baby's still in the mother's tummy. And has some happened sometimes that a mother could pass away when the baby's born, like with Rachel, when Binyamin was born. So it seems like that's what happened with her. She really wanted to have people to do the mitzvah, keep it out of the aim, but she didn't have parents alive. So, but she got a reward as if she did it because she really wanted to do the mitzvah, even though she couldn't. Her real name was Hadassah. She was called Esther because the word Esther means hidden for a few reasons. First of all, she hid in Mordechai's house. So Achashvedish mentioned find her because they were looking for the most beautiful woman in, in his whole country, in all his countries. And Esther was very pretty, but she didn't want to go to Achashvedish. Achashvedish is a, is a guy and a Russia. And he is not allowed to be with a guy, not allowed to with a guy. In fact, there's a whole discussion in the Gemara why didn't Esther just let herself get killed? Why did she go to Achashvedish's palace? If you say no to the king, the king kills you. But, okay, so maybe maybe she should have let herself get killed. So there are, we know, three Avedas. The Tater says that you're not allowed to do these Avedas even if someone's going to kill you for it. If the guy will say, bow to a Getschka, I'll kill you, say, no, I can't bow to the Getschka no matter what. Even if you're going to kill me, so what? If the guy will say, go murder another Yid, someone else, I'll kill you. No, 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 I'm not allowed to. You can't murder someone else or they'll kill you. What's the difference? You and someone else. And if, or, if they'll say, go do an Aveda, not Sineas, there's certain Avedas, not Sineas, they say, no, I'm not allowed to do it, even if they're going to kill him. For example, then it's in the Senes Adibris that you're not allowed to Shalom, steal someone else's wife. There are other Avedas, that Sineas. So the Gemara says, you know, maybe she should have let herself get killed, not to be married to a guy. And the Gemara has a whole reason why she didn't have to. But really, they didn't want... Esther did not want to be with a guy, even if it will make her the queen, but we don't do anything Hashem doesn't want. Hashem doesn't want to be with a guy, but she was forced. Somehow they found her. And he, Mordechai finally realized that Hashem arranged her, they should find her. And she was forced to go. And from everybody, the king, from all the hundreds and thousands, everyone who came, the king only wanted her. And Esther didn't put on extra jewelry and makeup, all these special things, extra like all the girls did to try to make the king like, like them. She tried to put as least as possible. But still, the king only wanted her, and, and Mordechai chapped, you know, and that Hashem made this, this should happen. And there's a whole reason why the Gemara says that she didn't really have to get herself get killed, so she didn't. Um, in fact, later, Esther suggested to the king, you know, maybe you'll make Mordechai for an advisor. Because the Jews, you know, they're always wise people, and the kings always have Jews as advisors. So I said, fine, I'll make him an advisor. At the same time, the king was trying to figure out, where does Esther come from? Is she Jewish? Like, like Esther didn't tell the king who her family is, where she comes from. 
he knew that Mordechai took care of her, but Mordechai said, oh, I just found this baby, you know, an orphan somewhere, I took care of him. Was she Jewish also? The king asked his advisor, Mordechai, what do I do? How do I find out who she is? She won't tell me. The reason why Esther wasn't telling was because Mordechai told her not to tell that she's Jewish and who she's, where she's from. Mordechai had a few very good reasons. One reason is because Esther was descended from Shaul HaMelech, King Shaul. And if the king would know that she comes from King Shaul HaMelech, Ahasuerus would be happy. Because Ahasuerus thinks, me, I'm a very important, great person. And who should be my queen? A regular girl? Or rather, regular anybody? Nah, has to be someone special also. So if he would know that Esther comes from a king, I'd say, ooh, she's also special. She comes from a very special family. Good, I'll make her my queen. They didn't want Ahasuerus to do that. They didn't want, she didn't want to become a queen. So don't tell him. So he shouldn't want to marry you. But he wanted anyways. Another reason is because Ahasuerus was a Russia and he, you saw what happened to the last queen. He killed her when he got angry. We'll talk about her soon, about Vashti. And Mordechai was scared that if the king is going to get angry at Esther, first of all, he can kill her. The king could do whatever he wants, and he's a wild person, he's a Russia. And also, if he gets angry at the Esther, he might decide to punish her whole people, everyone. So if he knows she's Jewish, she might only not only punish her, might punish all the So keep it a secret, don't say. So now, the king is going to the advisor Mordechai, asking, how do I find out who she is? She won't tell me. What do I do? And the king was thinking like this. Is Mordechai related to her? Maybe yes, maybe no. Let's, let's see what Mordechai answers. If he says, just be nice to her, probably is related. He much wants to be nice to her. If he says, trick, try to find out, try to be tough on her, oh, he can't be related. So Mordechai said, you know what you got to do? You got to make her jealous. Go pretend like you're going to find a different queen, not her. And she'll be so jealous, really, you don't want her to be queen anymore because she won't tell you, so she'll tell you. Why did Mordechai say that? First of all, Mordechai and Esther didn't want Esther to be the queen, to be with a guy, even if they'll be the most powerful in the world. They didn't want to be with a guy. So Mordechai was still trying to see, you know, if Hashem wants, we have to do what Hashem wants. It was very interesting why Hashem wanted this way, but a lot of things in Megillah were very special time, special things happened, I don't know why. And he wanted to see, maybe the king will pick someone else, but he still didn't. He wanted, didn't want anybody else, only Esther. And also the king thought, okay, it can't be related, because else why would he say that? If it was really related, he'd say, oh, you want to be the queen. Oh, just forgive her, it's okay, it's okay. Probably something like that. Like that. So now, going back to Vashti, who, she was the queen before and she got killed, there were a lot of reasons why Vashti got killed and she deserved it. Before I talk about Vashti, what she did wrong, Ahasuerus did a big Aveda and Hashem said, okay, you're getting punished right away. There was the wicked king Nebuchadnezzar, years before, who he destroyed the base of Mikdash, talks a lot about him, and the Sefer of Daniel. And when he destroyed the base of Mikdash, he stole the things from the base of Mikdash, and he took it with him to Bavel, and he kept it in his treasure house. The golden cups and this, a whole bunch of things. But he never took out the things from the base of Mikdash and used it for himself, because he was afraid that Hashem would punish him. Even, they all knew that Hashem's in charge. These goyim, they were silly, they did get gifts, they bowed to idols, They'll take a piece of wood, or if they want to be fancy, they take a piece of gold and draw a face in it and say, oh, this is the power. You bow to this and this, this will make it better for me. But even these silly going, 
they knew, okay, my getchik is fine, but really Hashem, the God of the Jews, is the most powerful. That's even these silly people, they knew Hashem was really in charge. So they all were kind of scared that they don't want Hashem to get angry at them and punish them. So when they were sometimes he did get punished and he had to admit Hashem's in charge. And he never took out things at the base of Mikdash, they shouldn't get punished. His grandson Belshazzar did. And he got punished right away. Why did Belshazzar do that? Because there was a Yiddish Novi, and he said that the Yidna, the base of Mikdash is going to be destroyed because of the Yidna Zavedas. And for 70 years, the Yidna are going to be in Tagalus, then they'll come back and have the base of Mikdash again. So the going were counting 70 years. And they said, okay, for, once 70 years are up, then you're going to go back. And they counted wrong. They didn't count the right way. Once it came 70 years, there was a whole story about Shatzai. There was a war. He thought he was going to lose because of the Navua, and he won. So he thought, that's it. Then the Navi is false. So I'm going to be the king forever. So to celebrate that he won and he's going to be king forever, he said, okay, now I don't need to be scared of Hashem anymore. He thought he doesn't need to be afraid of Hashem anymore. He took out the things of the base of Mikdash and he started celebrating, see, we won. And he started praising his getchkes with the things of the base of Mikdash. It was a big chil Hashem. And Hashem was upset at him, angry at him, and he got punished. And that night, Belshazzar was killed. He died that night. There's a whole story in the end of Daniel, there's a writing on the wall, and there was, he was killed that night by his own soldiers. The full story of what happened with Belshazzar, I have it on Jewish Batam stories, in the story of Daniel, near the end. So now, Ahasuerus is a king later, it's a few years later, and they thought more time passed, they still didn't get their base on Mikdash, so Haman and the king were thinking together over the calendar, they said, hey, we think seven years passed, and it didn't happen, so that's it, the Yidin, no more Gula, they're not going back to Eretz Yisrael. They also counted wrong. So the Ahasuerus was so proud. Ha! I'm going to be the king forever. And the Yidin are not going to need power. And he made a big party. He also took out stuff from the base of Mikdash. It says even in Medrash that he put on the clothes of the Kohen Gadol. And the Yidin saw, the Yidin were all shocked. And they were so hard for them to see it. And here a Russian king is wearing things in the base of Mikdash. And Hashem said, you didn't learn your lesson from Belshazzar. You're also going to get punished. So by the Suda, the Malachamovas came down, the Sutton came down, and got Vashti killed. The Sutton didn't come down and just whack her with a sword. The Sutton, they got everything to happen. The king, they were all speaking silly and crazy things. Again, this is, we learn how not to behave from the way these going acted. They were getting drunk, and they were talking not sinious things. Who's prettier? And the king said, my queen is. Have her come. I'll show off. See how she's the prettiest. This is a very not sinious way to act. And the miracle wife, she said no, she couldn't. And Saras she got, she, she started looking ugly, she was too embarrassed. It was a miracle. And then the king got very angry. Hashem made him get extremely angry. And then, really, first when the king wanted to know what to do with his queen, how, what to punish her, to punish her or not, so at first he actually asked the Yidin, the Yiddish Chachamim, because he knew the Yidin were very smart. The Jews are very smart. And it says he asked, who know the times, that refers to Yidin. So the Yidin, they were very smart, they knew that it's not good to answer here. As if they didn't tell the king to, to kill Vashti, the king's going to be angry at them later. He's going to wake up from being drunk, he's going to miss her, he's going to be angry. Which that, that really happened afterwards. And if they say, don't punish her, uh, you don't care about my honor, uh, so either way they're going to get in trouble. So they told the king, we're in Gullus, we're in, not in our country, we're in exile, we have a tough time. 
So we're not calm and we can't, we can't think properly. We don't know, really know the answer. Go ask your wise men from a different country who they're sitting calm in their country. Not us. We, we're not sure. We don't have our wisdom with us right now. So the king went and asked the other guy, which was a very smart thing the Yidin did. So then he asked his Goyish advisors, and Haman, who was the smallest of them, he jumped up first and spoke up, and said, you need to kill her, it's an embarrassment, not only for the king, but if everyone's going to hear that the queen didn't listen to the king, you know what's going to happen in every single house in your, all your countries? That all the wives are not going to listen to their husbands anymore. So it's going to be crazy, the whole country's going to go crazy. No wife is going to listen to her husband anymore. If the queen doesn't listen to the king, I don't need to listen to you. Hey, you don't tell me what to do. So you need to kill her and, and make a world decree that every woman has to listen to her husband and speak his language. So the king was very drunk and he thought it was a very good idea. And he had her killed and he made that a royal decree. So messengers came out to all the countries saying that Vashti was killed because she listened to her husband and every single woman must listen to her husband. Now, when everybody got this decree, everybody thought it was very funny. It was a very funny thing for a king to say. A king could say, you know, we're going to war, or this, this is the country, right? Money, a rule about taxes, what do you do? Uh, different things in the... There are normal things for a king to make a decree. To make a decree that inside every house, the one has to listen to your husband. They just thought it was a very funny, very silly thing for a king to make a decree about. And everybody's making fun of the king. What a silly king. What kind of decree is he making? The fact that the king made that decree was also a miracle from Hashem. First of all, Vashti deserved it. She had a lot of Vedas and the king deserved to be punished for using things to base the Mekdash. But it also helped the Yidin because now that everyone was laughing at the king, what a kind of silly decree he's making. Later he sent another decree saying you're supposed to do bad things to the Yidin. So now the, another decree came, the laughing, <laughs> another decree from our brilliant, yeah, smart, yeah, foolish king. What is it this time? And they heard, oh, about getting the Yidin. Okay, fine. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll wait. We'll do it then. But if not for the fact that they all made fun of him, and they all thought he was making silly decrees, when they got the decree about the Yidin, they would have gone right away and done not good things to the Yidin. The fact that they're making fun of him, they didn't take it so seriously. It was actually a good thing, another good thing for the Yidin, another miracle she made. Also, Vashti, she was the one who told Achashverish, make sure... Do not let the Yidin build the base on Mikdash. Nebuchadnezzar, my grandfather, he destroyed it. You can't let them build it. Go, you're doing against what my grandfather did? That's another reason why she was punished. Also, she was killed on Shabbos. She would force the Jewish girls to do the work for her on Shabbos. Okay. Now, came into the picture, Haman bin Hamadassah Hagogi. This wicked Haman. Haman's called the Hagogi because his elder Zayda, his name was Agag, the king of Amalek. Amalek were big Rishoyim. They were the first ones who attacked the Yidin when the Yidin left Mitzrayim. Everyone was terrified of the Yidin. And Amalek with a big chutzpah said, let's go attack, we don't care. Even though they knew Hashem did big miracles. And they, they, they could have known they were going to lose. They did a war and Hashem said, we need to destroy Amalek. They were big Rishoyim. And later there was a king called Agag. It was in the times of Shaul Melech. Hashem gave a mitzvah to Shaul to go destroy a Molech. And he made the war, but he didn't listen completely. He didn't kill Agag right away, who was a big rasha who needed to be killed. And he let him, he put him in jail instead. So because 
Shaul didn't listen to Hashem and didn't kill Agag right away. It was a Russia who needed to be killed and he let him stay alive. So that night, Agag was in jail and he was crying. saying, oh no, I'm going to die now. I don't even have any children. There's nothing left of me. So because Shaul didn't listen to Hashem totally and Agag was like crying, so Hashem let Agag to have children. What happened is that night when he was in jail, he kind of like got married to someone, a Goyesha lady there was also in jail, and she got a baby in her tummy. So the next day, Aga was killed by Shmuel Anavi, but it was a little bit too late, because then a baby was born, who was Aga's child, and his great-great-grandson was Haman Harasha, who Shaul was like a little too nice and didn't kill Agag. So now his grandson came and he wanted a chas to kill all the Eden. See, Shaul should have killed Agag right away. It wouldn't have happened this Haman. So now you have meet up together. Two people met once years ago with Shaul and Agag, and Shaul didn't kill him right away. Now met up again, two people pull Esther and Haman. Esther came from Shaul, Hamalach, and Agag and Haman came from Agag. So now Esther had a job to fix up what her Zavi didn't do right. Esther had to go get rid of Haman. And this is hinted at what Mordechai told Esther, that he had to go to the king and ask, and said, if you're going to be quiet, if you're going to be quiet, you're not going to go try to help the Yidin, then Hashem's going to save the Yidin some other how, but you and your father's house are going to be destroyed. Meaning you're going to get lost if you don't do your job to help save the Yidin. is a hint to Sholamelech. Shaul didn't kill Agag, and that's why you have Haman. If you're going to make sure Haman's killed, it's going to be like a tshuva, like fixing up what your Zaydi Shaul did wrong. If you don't, then there's not going to be a tshuva for what Shaul did wrong.